We're going. We're going. Welcome to the nightlife. <laughs> we live. Awesome. Um, awesome. <laughs> So I must um, say, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I've never really just sat around, but I, I'm amazed on how people just, as many people are coming through this morning since we've been here, in and out, coffee, two, three, four coffees, I'm sure it's not all for them, but I never yes, amazed it is. how... <laughs> it's how, all for us. <laughs> I, I just never believed coffee, people need coffee to function, because you always hear, yeah, I need coffee, I need my coffee, I need coffee, I need coffee. So is it... You need it because it's it's good, or is it you need it because uh, addiction? Have you had sugar coffee before? Regular coffee, cream, <laughs> sugar. Give me this. <laughs> but nothing like iced coffee or whatever. Okay, so this, we, we were sitting in there and we were ordering our, our coffee. And this girl pulls out, it looks like a tap. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm dumbfounded, like... It's, yeah, we're just watching and, her. and we're talking about it like she can't hear us. Right. Five feet away. <laughs> and we don't talk low. No. So she, she felt the need to explain what's it called? Nitrous? Uh, it's nitrous it's cool nitro brew. Cold brew coffee. It has no sugar in it. You're gonna fucking hate it. But I want you to taste, taste it. it. <laughs> I wish That's we had video like so coffee. you could see your face. Oh, oh that was way too big of a sip. Yeah, oh, you're way more of a man than me, because I took yeah. a sip and I was just like if I drink coffee, I drink coffee video? in the winter. <laughs> Just to keep warm. That? That's it. I can't drink. I can't drink hot coffee. Like I mean, that's not hot coffee you're drinking, but I can't drink hot coffee. People do it all year round. It's He's just, drinking I don't hot understand. coffee right now. I I do drink oh, hot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I'm drinking ice. I won't drink hot. Yeah, I understand, understand that, hot. but I I can't understand. You know hot why? Because for some reason, when when I drank the uh, cold coffee, I feel like it doesn't have the same effect and it's like I don't, I don't know if I told you I went I went to my local coffee shop one time and they I, I always order hot coffee always and I walked in or I, I went through the drive through and it was middle of August it's like 115 heat index it's like hi I'd like I'd like my uh, my coffee and I mean I, I can say that because they have it ready when I pull up She's like, well, do you want it cool or do you want it hot? I was like, why is that even a question? Like, I always get it hot. Yeah, but I don't think you should drink it hot. And I'm like, I think I want my coffee the way I want my coffee. <laughs> so pretty much your coffee is like a pre-workout. Oh, not at all. <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if by you pre-workout like you mean does it contain a shit ton of sugar? <laughs> yes. Well, no, I, I don't know. I don't Especially somebody over here. Oh, yeah. Yes, I like very sweet coffee. Do you like coffee because you need it or because you like it? Both. I do like the, I do enjoy like the taste of coffee. I need coffee like I need a cheeseburger. Do you need it? No. Do you <laughs> want it all the time? Yes. Um. The, uh, I don't know. I forgot what I was gonna say. You get the same coffee every time? No. I. I drink different coffee in winter than I do in. Are you a pumpkin spice person? Absolutely not. Pumpkin I do not lover. like it. A pumpkin lover? No, I get That sounds way. dirtier than it should. <laughs> no, I don't Do you like love pumpkin. pumpkins in the winter? Hey, I may be a basic white bitch, but I don't drink pumpkin. I, uh... Just... Pumpkin like, spice. I've tried the, uh, uh, the pumpkin flavoring. First, like, 
I mean, if you if you look at my coffee, my coffee's like that that light color. Well, if you've it's ever more looked like milk with a splash of no, I get I get a lot of Rex or espresso. <laughs> um, uh, but the the pumpkin one, if you ever open the lid, it's orange. It looks like a fucking pumpkin. So I was like, man, you know, this is some some basic bitch shit. Let me let me try it. So I took it's a sip perfect. one time, and I was just like, "Now it's I hot, have, or is it cold?" No, you, but you can way. do either. Well, it or. used to be like it used to be, uh, from what I understand, like a pumpkin spice latte. Okay. But now you can get it in everything. Like you can get it yeah, ice, you can get it hot, you can get it frozen, you can get it on top. Your ex girlfriend with some whipped cream, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. You can do it on some weird shit. I mean, I like pumpkin spice the flavor, but for, as far as coffee, I didn't like it. It didn't have enough. Pumpkin spice. I still want to know why the fuck is the mascot right now a mermaid? I don't understand. I told you she is the coffee goddess. I told you I am the coffee goddess. Wow. Like she, I, did, I don't, I don't. A We're bit cuter than you are. So First off, I, I, you don't know my life. <laughs> you don't know how I look with long hair and. She looks like Lady Godiva. <laughs> looks like who? Lady Godiva. Lady Godiva. Is that a Game of Thrones chocolate. reference? <laughs> we, 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 I could totally put you in a wig and make you look like. Oh. Have you ever seen Two Wong Fu? Yes, love the movie. Wonderful way. movie. Love Nothing movie. beats Patrick Swayze in drag. Chi <laughs> Chi. Chi Chi. I watched that not that long ago, actually. Oh man, that's a uh, it's one hell of an opening to the podcast. It's all a rant about coffee. I was just about to say. Uh, it's all our life. Well, minus big guy. What? Well, tell people why we're here. We are here to discuss the bar industry and behind the scenes and what we do, basically. Um, Who are you? I'm, I'm your mama. What are you, a cop? Um, Show me your ID. <laughs> so, I am a manager at a nightclub, and I have two co-hosts here who are just a bougie. bougie. Uh, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to learn the term. Bougie. Bougie. I'm, I'm going to say it like like I want. Bougie. I'm, no. I'm going to bring it out there You're like that. Bougie. I'm going to bougie it. I'm going to use it as a verb. We've got somebody breaking into a car over here. But the car it's that live, had... Guys. The car who had the uh, the dog yipping at us, which Ray was going to go steal. The windows were cracked. I guess it's acceptable. It don't matter. It don't no, matter. It doesn't. Sound like a chihuahua. Matter. I like a chihuahua. <laughs> but um, uh, just going back, the whole the whole thing about uh, starting this podcast was to bring uh, what would you would you call it enlightenment to the outside world because there is literally like you have service industry which is its own fucking it's its own world yeah you know it's its own planet almost we're gonna kick some knowledge okay. oh my god what is that. <laughs> That's what? an old person thing. We're gonna put the word out. Yeah. We're, we're gonna put the word out. I like kick it's some just knowledge, but know, we're like, gonna get we're gonna get big man a segment over here called <laughs> kicking the knowledge. It's not what everybody just assumes. You know? Some of it is. Some of it's exactly what you assume. Yeah, but and we then do some have of lives outside of this. Well, yeah, and I mean that that's kind of what this People is about. Assume to, that all we do is party and make millions of dollars. Uh, if we were making millions of dollars, we would not have time to start a podcast. Um, 
actually we probably would have a lot more time yeah, to because start. it wouldn't take and have long we would be live on tv doing youtube videos but well i guess not. they don't do those on tv i'm done today man <laughs> I'm all over here. Da, 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 da. I didn't bring you any snacks. So. You didn't bring me any snacks. They can't blame me. I can't blame you. No. Um, I didn't make any brownies, so it's not my fault. So when when I originally thought about the, you leave your <coughs> your drug induced brownies at home. Um, <laughs> originally, like the whole concept behind doing this particular kind of podcast uh, go goes along with uh, what. Since I've, I've been working in the service industry almost eight years, uh, you're, you're seven years going on seven. Eight. How long have you been in the service industry, <laughs> little um, darling? <laughs> so, all to, I started when I was 19. 19. 31 tomorrow, so what? <sighs> birthday. Is it your, do, you go, do you do the birthday month or do you just leave it on a day like a normal oh, civilized no, it's human? It's all month long? Yeah. All month long. You bougie. I'm going to be celebrating <laughs> Friday. I'm going to be celebrating Saturday for Red Dress Run. So, it, it, I, I know I make a, a big joke about people doing it, but, like, there are some people that celebrate their goddamn birthday all month. Um, and they come to work to do it all month. Oh, that's like, uh, we have a regular that comes in, and she comes in quite often with money pinned to her, and I'm like, bitch, it can't be your birthday every time I see you. Like... It's just a way to get some extra money. Yeah, but do it somewhere else. I mean, who's going to really know it's your birthday? I think if it's the one that I think, I think somebody's trying to get, like, some quote-unquote birthday dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but yeah, so it's the people, it was my birthday last month. I'm like, give it up. You're done. You're old now. No. I mean, I don't really celebrate it all month long, but. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, some people do. Like, they come into work. And it's like, you know, at, over over time you start to to recognize people who come in all the time. Yeah. And I mean, not even just regulars. I'm talking regulars like semi-regulars. And if if I see you like twice in two months and it's your birthday again, what the fuck? <laughs> but um. That's why I don't give anybody money anymore. Cause I'm like, how do I know if it's really your birthday? Like, you know why I don't give anybody money? Cause I have a mortgage to pay. Um, <laughs> Some people like to spend money when on vacation. I mean, spend their birthday on when on vacation. So yeah, their birthday I mean, may that, not be that particular day. It might be a week later, a week after. And I mean, I get that. So, you know, I get that. But if I saw you twice in a month, you ain't on vacation yeah, yeah. again. <laughs> you live around the corner, and you, you try to get your rent money. I did on vacation. You, you, you bougie. Bougie. One of these days, you're going to stop telling me how to live my life. Not today. Fair enough. But, um. Which, by the way, I'm Mikhail, in case anybody wants to know. They don't. Nah, they um, don't. Um, I, I was going to call y'all little darling and big man. <laughs> big mama. Hey, they sugar. I, uh. Um, God, you know, somebody's grandma probably at some point, like, has talked to somebody like that. Uh, I feel like that is like back in the day. a backwoods country fucker, cousin fucker. Like some like roll tide type people. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what uh, 
Going, going back to the how long. So 19 is when you started working in the service industry. Yeah. I feel like we need to call just the bar, let's call bar industry. I say service industry, and I feel like I'm calling you a whore. Not that I haven't <laughs> called you that before, no. but but we're gonna try not to do that so much now. Hey. Um, we all have service. Well, I mean, when full I service like a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding, get a refill. <laughs> the, uh, no, I, that's kind of how the bar works. Let me check under your head. When I was oh. 19, <laughs> my aunt who worked surprisingly the same age she's actually a little bit a few months younger than me she started working down there and it was i want to say like maybe the year after hurricane katrina she started down there and now how old was your aunt when she started down there so if i was 19 then she was 18 okay 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 i got you i got you i got you um and she started as a shot girl, and I was just so intrigued by the amount of money she would come home with. Oh, yeah. After Katrina, the money is and just... disgusting. It really disgusting. is. <laughs> How much money we... It's disgusting. It's like, How from what I understand, like, shot girls right after Katrina, or even right before, could make the amount of money that, like, high-end strippers would make in, like, other cities. So when you'd be like, oh, I made this much, they just naturally assume that you're doing some dirty shit. Oh, the dirtiest but i was intrigued i mean to be 19 years old and see somebody coming home with stacks for literally telling you that they do nothing except sell shots yeah now when i got out there it's a little bit more than you know just saying hey do you want a shot you know you have to be flirty and yeah. you know you have to make these people want to buy these from you and i was like hey let me come down there and see if i can get a job and i got the job and that was it. And I was just like, okay. So I shot girls for a few years and kind of got sick of that. And I was like, okay, I need to, I need to go up. Like, this isn't for me anymore. And then I started bartending. Okay. So you, how, how long were you shot girl before you went to bartending? Probably like two years. That's not that bad. Mm -hmm. uh, I've known shot girls that have been down there for like 15 and I'm like, Still Come down on, there. Can you, I was can like, you that's a, that's a, a shop mama. Right now. Now, like, that's a shop mama. If you're over, if you're over five years, you're a shop mama. No, <laughs> and I mean, some of them they just prefer. I've known shot girls who have done, but they have done shots. They've gone to bartending, but they're able to control their income more as a shot girl as opposed to a bartender. Like, I, I guess that makes sense because as, as a, a shot girl or a waitress or something like that, you have the ability to go to the person. Where, if you're at the the bar, I have to have people come. To have you to have come to have you. people come to you. Yeah, I mean, and I'm cute, but still, they have to come. To oh well, me. so so is Ray, but not what? everybody comes to the door. I moisturize. <laughs> that's what I do. You moisturize. Is that what that is? But it just moisturize. You know, but I just I was intrigued, and here I am, twelve years later. Ooh, that's shot, Mama. No. Um, Bar mama. No. I don't I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, as a shot girl, you have you have your shot girls who are clean. They charge what they're supposed to charge, and then they have the ones who hustle. Yeah. So those are the ones that I mean by they can control their income. So I got they you. know. Okay, my they know rent what is they have today, to do to make. And I have to make nine hundred dollars if I overcharge by X amount of dollars for every customer all night long. I'm gonna hit that point. Yeah, now, if I but go to work you... 
and I say my rent's due. I just have to hope that somebody's going to come give me $900. Somebody's going to come like, hey, hot mama, like, what you need today? Let me write this check right now. Like, I, uh, and it doesn't happen as often as it used to. Well, who who gives you checks at the bar? I Nobody gives I would, me checks. I wouldn't I expect had, that you would take those. I've had, I think the biggest tip I've ever gotten from a customer was, it was like 900 and something dollars in one night. I think the biggest tip that I've ever gotten as like a security guard was 300. Let me tell you, man, my boner was like, boom. I was like, well, and it's, they like me. They really like me. It's not something that like, I don't expect it all the time. Like, you don't expect it ever really to you happen can't, like that. But you know what it is? It's like. But back then, 12 years ago, oh, it happened way more than it does now. I mean, it's just, it's a different time now than it was then. Yeah. Um, it, it's a different type of person going out because all the people that used to go out all the time and they're dropping those nine hundred dollar tips apparently. <laughs> uh, those were it long was, gone. I only before. spent like two hundred dollars too, and I was just so in shock. I was like, "Let me what? just tip out five hundred percent." I was like, "What? What?" But I mean, it, it's just those people who used to come out and drop drop all that money are now you know they own homes now they. Yeah. Or they might, they probably own homes in, um, you know, stuff like that. Well, and it's younger people too now, which I I seem to forget that when like being in this industry and being down there for as long as I have been, I seem to forget that I am getting you, you, older. You almost forget how young you were when you used to go out. Yeah, because I look at the except for Shopman who still goes out, out, and I'm like, I look at people now, and I'm like, oh my god, they're so young. Like, what the hell? And then I'm like, they're really not. They're 25, 26 years old. They look like babies. And I'm like, I have to remember that I'm also getting older. Like, we, I'm getting older, so that means the people coming out are going to be younger. We you know? went, uh, it was it was literally this past weekend, and I was, I was standing by the door, and uh, uh, Ray was IDing. And um, this, this couple walked up, and I was just, dumbfounded that they had even hit puberty and you know Ray, Ray checks her ID and Ray's probably the best ID person I know and boom they let him in I'm like are you sure like hey you don't get the you don't realize how how, how old you're getting until you start checking IDs right? yeah exactly uh, it's like 99 being, go away you child and it's like oh wait me being 41 or no it's so, not 99 it's 97 97. Yeah. So me being 41, like, I'm checking these dates, and I'm checking 95, I'm checking 96, 97. Your kids and are I'm older just than like, that. Hey, my, my oldest daughter's uh, 21. And so it's uh, it's an eye-opener on thinking, man, you should really be home sleeping because past your bedtime. And it's past your bedtime, geezer. And they're 22, right. 23. It's, <laughs> I feel like I'm just past my bedtime. I need to go to bed. Um, what, um, what, what did... What got you into the bar industry? Um, what I, made you come to the dark side? <laughs> being born and raised here, uh, my dad always brought us out to the French Quarter every Sunday. He, he was off, uh, so we, we always went out to, to the French Quarter. What I was y'all doing? Family like, outing. Just uh, we'll, walk around, we'll, we'll go walk, to dinner, go yeah, to lunch. We'll, we'll walk. Um, oh yeah, we always eat. My dad was a big eater. We're big eaters, so we always found the <laughs> we best love food. We always found the best buffet or restaurants to eat. Man, uh, it's buffets in the quarter? 
Probably they used to have one. one. Yeah, not anymore. They used to have one. They had them raised uh, that shut them down. <laughs> in one of the ho- uh, the Hilton Hotel, I think, used to have one mm. up there. But, uh, you know, he, we would go on Sundays and walk from the you know, River Walk and walk to the whole French Quarter, French Market. If you can go on a day, I would say, like, sometime, like, early October, like, right where it starts to cool down a little bit, where it's nice outside, it's one of the best walks you can oh, do sure, is throughout absolutely. the quarter. The weather's great. During the daytime. Only <laughs> walk throughout the quarter during the daytime. Do yeah. not. I repeat, do not go out at night. Don't go wandering the French Quarter at Three o'clock in the morning, and then even then, I almost no, feel like three it. o'clock in the morning. It's not that late. We never did it like that. I mean, some nights I remember we would go at night, but not, night to me would. It what would y'all do like at five, night? Six o'clock. Oh, you know. Okay. But see, that's crazy. That to think that back at this point in time, that the French Quarter was something you did as a family, family. out in. Yeah, Whereas you know, now, uh, but you know, it's you, like, we I say that. But there with kids, and I'm like. What are you doing down here? It's nothing but, you know, half-naked strippers standing at the door trying to get you to come in. And I see dads with their kids all the time like, hey, son, look at this. And it's like, really? Come on. Like, and that's what I see. five years old. I see like, moms with their kids like, hey, son, look at this. And that's, and that's what we would see walking down Bourbon. I'm, you know, I'm probably like 11, 12, I can probably remember. And I would, you know, I would see that. I remember one uh, one place we had, really like they had legs. Sticking out, swinging. Yeah, it's where, uh, uh, that's uh, saloon that was, is. That yeah. was uh, well, Big Daddy's. Yeah. yeah. So I, I remember that. You that know, was when uh, I, they had that when I started working down there. But I remember I re- walking past and I see these big guys at, at these places. And I was like, wow, I mean, these guys are huge now. Me being 12, everybody's going to be bigger than me. So, are you sure about that? You ought to see my cousins. They're 12 and they're like 6'8. <laughs> so I think what really got me, really got me pushed was uh, you know, 1989, Roadhouse came out. Oh! My and, favorite. Uh, you know, I love the just, Swayze, man. That's like the second Swayze reference we've had since we started the podcast. <laughs> so watching, like watching oh, that as you know, being 12, 13, you, uh, man, that's the job I want, man. You beat people up, you got the nice women, and you get paid for it. You know, you know what's the best part? Let me let me contradict <laughs> you for a minute, because you, you're talking about all these big guys. Patrick Swayze is like five six, <laughs> five six, a buck eighty, but shredded and man, can he dance? I was about to say, I think. One of my faves obviously has to be Dirty Dancing. Oh, nobody puts baby in the corner. Go on. So, um, after seeing that, you know, that was an idea of like, man, I I would like to be that guy. I didn't know exactly what a bouncer of security was. He was big and he was probably important. And he knew how to fight. I was like, man, I want to do all that kung fu action stuff. And he looks good with his shirt off. So, um, so after that, you know, I was always into. I was always into uh, powerlifting, uh, watching World's Strongest Man on TV. So I was like, you know, I want to be like these guys. Uh, so so just, now, did you want to be like, did you want to be a powerlifter to be a powerlifter? Or did you want to start lifting heavy to be a bouncer at the age of 13? Tell me these were life ambitions. <laughs> I wanted to lift heavy. You just wanted to be strong. I just, wanted, just wanted to, to be, be strong. Yeah. I wanted to be big. These guys are moving cars. These guys are pulling trucks. I can move a car. I mean, I, I need the keys. So. <laughs> I was about to say, is it a push to start or is it a key? Like, I can't. Oh, no, I, 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 I remember I had, I had no, a... No, I couldn't push uh, a car. <laughs> I remember I had a standard, and with a standard, you can push it. You can oh, start to, it. oh, man, I had to uh, do that once. Like, That's sneak out your parents, at, like, sneak out. Which is kind of hard because you got to put your foot in the clutch and hop push you gotta you gotta uh do it it was always better with two people it it is very apparent that we are not mechanics somebody (laughs) used to be 
We fucked up a car once. That was the last one we worked on. Hey, I'm yeah, still hoping really that works. I can fix my dryer today and that it will actually work. So that Good luck still... with that. <laughs> but, um... So you've been hanging your clothes outside all along? Like old school. You can't hang clothes outside. People steal them. Just kidding. Yeah, they would. No, uh, they would. <laughs> so, what, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was one of uh, goals that I wanted to be when I grew up, you know. I to be a strong man. That's... that's uh, I think I think I wanted to be a wrestler. So I was in the wrestling. Back now, then. now when you say wrestling, what you mean? You mean my kind of wrestling or like Olympic wrestling? wrestling? W, it was WWF at the time. I don't know if you could say that anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's that was the old school wrestling. Um, back in '85, I think I started watching it. What was your favorite wrestler? Hulk Hogan. Beginning? Hulk Hogan. God, I wasn't even Hulk Hogan was, the, was well, the guy. How, how big was his pythons, brother? Man, 24 inches. 24 inches. 24 inch pythons. I wasn't even born. You know my calves are 24 inches. Well, it was about 20 and a half. I, I need you to calm down. Hold up, swole up. I think maybe, like, both my thighs are, like, 24 inches. Together? Yeah. <laughs> like, my thighs Both together. of your thighs are the size of one of my calves. Like, both my thighs together. But at first, uh, as life goes on, it did end up that well. Um, after high school, I ended up working for golf courses, cutting grass. But you enjoyed was, the um, golf course, didn't you? I did. It was, it was uh, interesting to see... I wasn't into golf. My dad was into golf. I thought it was a boring game. I got discouraged from golf at a young age. Have I told you all this? No. So here, here's what happened. In, in PE class in, in middle school, you have to you you have to take, like, handwritten tests for some reason. PE class, let me fucking run around. So, But you have to take tests, and you would have to do it on, like, different sports and shit, activities. One of them is golf. So they teach you, like, what eagle birdie all that as you take a little test and then you have to do like physical tests so they give you these uh uh what would you call it uh it's not a driver it's not a, a wedge yeah i you don't know? know anything about golf except on playstation it, it's the one <laughs> the Wii. <laughs> no i've played golf on playstation before that's about it but it it's like it was like a wedge but the ball they gave you was not a golf ball it was those little bitty uh, wiffle balls, like the little plastic balls ball with the holes in it. Yeah, a wiffle ball. Oh. So I would just boom, boom, and the thing would come back dented. <laughs> so finally, coach is like, I'll pass you if you stop. I was like, Well, okay. Okay. that was it. Give you I went, give I went and sat with ball. the rest of the nerds. So I can say, if you hit a golf ball, it's, it's going to go. F- if you hit somebody, that sucker will hurt. I, I mean, I, we were going down a football field. We were in middle school. How okay. hard did you think we were hitting this thing? <laughs> he made us right. go get the wiffle ball. <laughs> but then again, like, I don't think everybody stopped hitting either. So I would imagine that every time you had to go get the ball, you'd have to stop hitting because I just, just yeah. right in the head. Have Call home. Uh, excuse me, your son died. All day. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, your kid poked his eye out. What, what movie is that? Where... Shot his eye out. That's a Christmas story. First off, no, not a Christmas story. Shoes, I hate that movie, by the way. I love that movie. Don't stop. Don't 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 start because we won't be friends. That's no, my favorite movie. No, it is the what is it? The woman she cuts her husband's head off and she carries it in her suitcase. Oh um, God! It's like Sweet Home Alabama. It's the kid. First from, off, that's uh, Reese Witherspoon. That okay, is not that no. movie. Okay, but it's another Alabama movie. Oh, I can only imagine. It's the dude from. Roll Tide. Um, <laughs> It's the guy from Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, the little country boy. He's in a movie. Lucas Black? 
Okay, yes, him. He's young, and in this movie, his aunt cuts her husband's head off and she travels with him. I in think a that's suitcase. like a sci-fi movie. No, it's not. Well, no, because I but remember like when he was young. And there's like a golf ball in the grass, and it gets shot out, and it pokes his eye, shoots his eye out, basically. It's a real, it's like a movie back in the time where like everything was still race, like very like segregated, basically, like, and. They didn't like him because he, you know, was friends. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I don't know what movie. I'm looking at watch this it. movie. It is a really good movie. I mean, in all fairness, I'll watch any movie where somebody gets she? shot in the, in the eye with. Uh, I, I want to say the, the aunt shot, is Melanie Griffith. Let me see. I want to see the head get What's cut off name? and carried Lucas? in there. Lucas Black, I believe, is his name. Because he's on uh, NCIS New Orleans. Yeah. Which, yes. by the way, can I just say he's got a pretty big forehead. Like irrelevant to the situation. <laughs> I'm just saying he. I mean, I love his movies. Well, you go sure. ahead and you look up your movie title. Yeah, let me get back to my little bio here. My little. <laughs> crazy in Alabama. Oh, okay. it's an Alabama thing still. And I'm pretty sure it's Melanie Griffith. No. Roll Tide must have been aunt. his head. <laughs> um, so yeah, so doing golf course work for 13 years, um, and then just finally giving it up. I kind of do another adventure, went through a divorce, and uh, fell into a, a grocery store for a little bit. Um, what did you do there? I went to um, grocery store before. Used to, I did stock, used to cook. and then uh, I was, uh, they needed somebody to cook crawfish. But you didn't just do crawfish. What did you, you used to do ribs. Yeah, we did ribs. You brought me uh, ribs one time, I think, and I was just like, we're going to be Certain friends. days. <laughs> we're certain days. I think friends. Sundays. Fridays and Saturdays we did crawfish. Sundays we did ribs, and these uh, leg quarter dinners. Leg quarter dinner? Yeah, like like turkey the, legs? Uh, no. Uh, chicken legs. Chicken legs. Yeah. People legs. Same thing. Jeffrey Dahmer. Frog uh, <laughs> legs. So we had dinners. We sold them like five bucks, I think it was. Okay. Uh, did that for about a year, and then just. Need us another new adventure. You sold the dinner for five dollars back then. Like, now how, how long ago would you say that? It's about eight years. It was about eight years ago. Eight years ago, pack of chicken's like seven dollars now. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, not, like, that's not grade A chicken. You got a. You <laughs> no, got that's a, like full of water chicken. Like, you got a leg quarter. You got, I think, baked beans, and potato salad. It's only potato salad. Oh, I love potato salad, but no. That, that's another discussion. I don't like yeah. onions. It's another discussion. Uh, so I went on the adventure, tried to look for a job, and once you know, so you actually know. looked in the newspaper for work because they still had listed for uh, jobs, and came across the bar and went applied for it, and sure so enough, the, I didn't the, get it the first time. Uh, I didn't think let me I would. ask. Let me ask. The bar that you work at now, it was a newspaper ad. Yes. That does not surprise me yes. at all. Yes. Um, I I didn't see an ad when I applied at mine. So, when I would have applied, and uh, of course, one of the questions on the applications, have you had prior experience? And I, you know, I've been through a lot of jobs in my life, and when, they, when that question comes up, if you don't have it, they're not going to hire you. So, yeah. I was like, all right, well, it's probably going to get thrown away, but I'm going to turn it in anyway. So, sure enough, I waited a week, no response. I said, well, let me go try this. I really wanted this job. Brought me back to my childhood, being a bouncer, being all this and that. So, Really wanted to be a bouncer as a child. Yeah. Were you like that Nobody rich baby to... on uh, the talk show? 
But that's funny because you say, like, if you say you don't have experience that they're not going to hire you. It's funny because that's how I initially started bartending. Because they wanted to train you. No, because, so when I, I shot girls for two years, I quit, and I was like, I need a normal job. A normal job did not suffice after I was used to this certain income that I was used to. Yeah. And... So I was like, okay, I have to go back to bourbon. Like, I have to. I need this money in my life. Like, I need to go back. And I was like, but I want to be a bartender. I don't want to be a shot girl anymore. So I went in, and it was like, oh, where have you worked? And I was like, I worked at this bar in another state and this bar in another state. And I'm like, how hard can it really be to make something that somebody is telling me what's in it? You want a Jack and Coke. If I can't make that, then I'm fucking stupid. Now, let, let, like, let's, let's go back to that for a minute. How many different bars have you worked at? In total now? Like, in total, completely. One, two, seven, Oh, my God. Four. All right, so I've only worked at one. <laughs> I worked at two. Uh, well, I mean, well, I've no, worked for maybe short. three different companies. No, no how, many, how many different bars? Like, I don't, don't go by companies because the companies, they just get kind of. Well, no, I'm saying, Wichy like, Washington. I've worked for one company that owns three different bars, and I've worked at all three of those Well, bars. that's fine. Then those count as three to me. That's what I mean. Like, how many different bars have you worked at? Well, my current job would make nine. Nine bars. But 19. So, wow. What's that, a bar every year and a half? <laughs> well, no, I'm saying, like, they're all, like, so six of those bars are owned you'd by bounce, two different companies. You'd bounce around? Yeah. Okay. So, a floater. Yeah. You're so a floater. if they needed somebody at one bar, you <laughs> know, at it. a different bar, I would go do it, you know? But that's how I initially okay. started bartending. I went in one day and As I brought like my in, just I brought my own pen and I was like, Okay, I want this job, but they're not gonna hire me because, you know, bourbon is not an easy place to bartend. They want somebody who has is fast, has fast experience. Pace experience. And I had neither of those at that time. But I was like, This is something I wanna do and I'm gonna make it happen. Absolutely. So I was like, you know what? Let me Google some weird bar in, you know, another state. Although back then, I don't think Google was really super, like... Big. It wasn't Lugal? No. <laughs> I think you just, like, got, like, you had to wait for your dial-up to come on, and then I could get on the computer. Google wasn't like, around for... It. That was AOL. Hey, I had AOL chat. AOL and Yahoo. I, I was a dirty little kid back then. <laughs> you know, when you think about things like that, like having AOL chat, and it's like, man, that's I don't. I don't want to think like, about having that anymore. became such a freak. Like, you just have... Oh, God. Yeah, put, yeah, <laughs> your opening this. one was age, age, sex, and location. Like, so you know who... And, like, I remember when I come across a dirty person when I would put that, you know, because I try to find people around your own age. <laughs> and it's like, so you put age, sex, location, it's like somebody put their age, and they put, yes, please. <laughs> I was like, nope, do not, I am not one. But then I started bartending. And I was, like, it can't be that hard. My mom would walk up, get off the phone, get off the computer, I need the phone. I saw a picture when I went to visit my mom. She had a picture and she's like holding me and she's on like a landline and it's, you know, a corded. What is that, line. like a bomb? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, it's so crazy because in the future, like, kids are going to look at these pictures and be like, what is you that? You say like, in the future. That's now. now. I know. That's why, it, like, it's weird to think that, like, like an, another for show. me, the first cell phone for me was, you know, Zach Morris. To me, that was the first cell phone that I ever saw. Oh, the brick. Yeah. But I almost bought one of those. But there was a cell phone before that. 
from what I've like heard. It was a, like, it was was a bag. Yeah, it carried it like in a, a bag. Now, see, that was the, on 90210. The one that... That was their cell phone. That was their first cell phone. But, the, I mean, growing up, it was the, the Zach one Morris one that Zach Morris had. Which, if people don't know, that's Saved by the Bell, by the way. Oh, <laughs> we are some old fucks. Great show. More than you see than me. Um, I'm older than you. Exactly. I was about to say, um, I'm pretty sure you're like a year or two older than me. Yeah, but I better still get ID'd. Um, um, as, as long I as I shave this, this catnip off my face. <laughs> but, if um, I'm in normal clothes, I get ID'd. If I'm in my like, work clothes where like I have tons of cleavage, no, I don't Yeah, but ID'd. if you're in normal clothes and you're walking down the street, you also may get stopped by a police officer. <laughs> Why? <For> solicitation. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, anyway. Thotty Can't help it. But uh, so before I uh, before I worked in in this industry, I worked every everywhere. I worked everywhere. Uh, my first job, I worked at a hardware store, and um, I got that job through my uncle, who was the manager there. And he, um, I remember, it's like I was in high school. I had no idea anything about hardware. Let me tell you, you, you don't get, you get, you, you get a glazed. Like you know anything about hardware. I know, I know a lot now, but you get this glazed over look when you stand down an aisle and you look and it's just rows of uh, screws. <laughs> and I'm like, like even now, like I have PTSD when I go to Home Depot. I'm like, because there was this one lady, and I remember it so bad. She came in, she goes, "Hi, I need one of these," and I, I might have been at this hardware store for a fucking week. So I brought it. I knew where everything was. I just didn't know what everything was. Yeah. Um, so I brought it to the the aisle. I was like, well, look, give me one second. Let me go get somebody. And I was, I was a pretty polite little fucker. Not yeah. anymore. You were nice. Uh, you were nice I was. I was very nice before I worked in the bar industry. Um, I think I liked people more before I worked in the bar industry. I, I think I think I liked people more. Yeah. But um, this lady's going to prove me wrong. Because... She goes, what do you mean you have to go get somebody else? I was like, well, I, I'm, I'm new. You know, I don't, I don't really know what you're looking for. Well, why the fuck do you work here? I was like, that's a good question. Because <laughs> I would like to have a job. I need money. I'm in high school. Right. <laughs> and my mom made me pay my bills. Um, that would have been my last day. I said, look, lady, you go find yourself then or whatever the hell you want to do. I'm leaving. No, I, I, I was built to last. <laughs> that's what I tell people. <laughs> But it wasn't long, like, because I didn't know everything, I was very quickly moved to the warehouse. There's no AC in that warehouse. But I would put together, and, it, like, I still take pride in it. It's like when I drive past a hardware store and I see those big skag lawnmowers. It's like, I know how to put that together. I know how to put that together. <laughs> and, uh, like, Nicole will look at me. It's just like, shut the fuck up. She's like, but, whatever. But if you had to look for a fine screw, five sixteenths, you're like, what? I know what that is now. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But I'm not I, very handy. I, after, after. Person. Put the heating element in. I worked. I'll, I'll figure it She out. hasn't yet. Um, well, she no, bought I the replaced it element. last night. So I put the, it. I had to change mm. the actual coils out. I did that last night. Now I just have to put it all back in the dryer and hope that when I do this. Well, I, I guess you. I don't Anything you take apart, stuff. whatever you take off first, you put on the last. So that's the easiest thing I was taught. Think of that by yourself. <laughs> that's the easiest thing I was well, taught no, doing, my doing stuff. My concern now is I have to put these wires where was that back for the head on gasket? these things. And I don't remember which wire went I'd... where. Like, we didn't take a picture of which wire went where. So that's going to be like the... I think we try to label it. The test. No, we didn't label it. We didn't we, label and it. then the, the three wires we did label, we labeled wrong. Because they didn't fit right. 
But anyways, I so I, I worked at that hardware you store. You the car anyway. That's true. It wasn't mine. <laughs> fuck her. Um, so I, I worked at the hardware store all the way to Katrina. Like, I, I was there for like two years. Um, so Katrina hit, and then obviously everybody was unemployed. I was in high school, so I was just like, who needs fucking work? Nah. For Katrina? Mm-hmm. Like, Katrina hit. I, I was a year behind at the time. Katrina hit my senior year. Okay, well, that's true. I was in military school, so I... God. I... I that, you're going to have to save that story. I was married with four kids. So... When Katrina hit? Yeah, Katrina. Well, no, not when Katrina hit. I forget hit, how old you are. I was in military school, so I graduated early. Because I basically, like, opted. Instead of graduating high school, I went to this military school and got my GED. I, um... So but... I was done at 16. So by the time Katrina hit, yeah, I was like... Well, I, after, after Katrina, uh, I, I just, I, I was, I had money coming in because it's like they gave everybody like that disaster assistance for however many months. Yeah. So I had money coming in. Um, the so, FEMA life back yeah, then. Yeah, the, the good life. <laughs> the good life. Um, Go back to the FEMA days, please. These young kids won't even know what that means. Thank they God. They, they're never going to know what a FEMA trailer is. Like. Uh, I can show them because my little brother still lives in one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if if, if you I know ever watch, still has one in their driveway. I'm like, well, the FEMA trailer my little brother has like a three bedroom like trailer. Yeah, some of them but are really nice. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, it's been what? How many years? Uh, it's been fifteen. Fifteen? No, thirteen years. 15. Three dogs. Because this year will be the twelve crackheads later, <laughs> and my brothers. <laughs> but um, anyway, anyway, but I. I think after, like, my next job after Katrina, I worked at a shoe store. And it, a little shoe store, like, like um, uh, shoe department is actually the company. And I worked there, and it was, it was one of those jobs to where when they open a new place, they hire, like, 30 people to go in there, set it up, build it. And then basically 10 people that they like actually get the job. Right. I was one of those people that was liked. But... So it was a shoe store, and it reminded me of Al Bundy because we had <laughs> we had to wear dress shirts and ties. This sh- shoe store is like fifty miles on the other side of Lafayette. Nobody fucking owns a tie. <laughs> it's cowboy boots and hats, raised up trucks, and I'm in here. It's like, can I help you put on those shoes, ma'am? <laughs> After this, I'm going to get my new issue of Bigums or whatever. <laughs> but, um, so I worked there. Um, and then eventually I moved back down uh, to New Orleans. And I ended up looking at this place for work, this place for work. And they didn't have anything that I really wanted to do, I guess. Because I was young. I was like, I only want to do a job that I want to do. Yeah. Stupid. Um, <laughs> when, when you thought you knew it all. Uh, that's the way I thought when I was in high school. That's uh, the way I think now. That's my problem. I wanted to work. Work, work, work. Well, that, that was my thing. It's like I always, I always took pride, especially with my other siblings, that I, I've always worked. Like, they have never worked. <laughs> <laughs> if you combine all their hours total work, it's probably what I work in a month. Um, I was going to say it's like one week. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be generous. But um, I ended up working at a dollar store which was the same thing as a shoe store <laughs> because they hired all these people to build it and I built it and they liked me uh, so I worked there and then um, 
I ended up getting my first actual job where I was just like, I really enjoyed it, and it was at a coffee shop. Fun fact, I did not drink coffee. <laughs> not then? Not, not then. You will. I, I did not drink coffee until I got with uh, Nicole. She was like, oh, here, try this. I was like, no, I don't really drink coffee. And she was like, try this. This is when I knew that was the love of my life. <laughs> when she forced you to try coffee? No, when she barked orders, and I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I went to the coffee house and I, I wasn't there long. I might have been there seven, seven months. And uh, it, it was a local place. It was not run well. Or it, it was, but it was two owners, uh, a husband and a wife, which from what I understand was like a arranged thing. And he ran a shop on Canal, uh, not Canal, uh, St. Charles. He ran a coffee shop, real successful, real busy. It's uptown. She ran the one in Chalmette. And it, it, no disrespect, I loved my job, but it was one of those where people came in that knew her. And she's like, oh, well, just give them this. And give them. And even then I knew, I was like, that's not good business. <laughs> right. <laughs> so eventually, you know, some things happened. Uh, uh, some stuff got thrown around. And I ended up leaving. Uh, leaving there to go work at the mall. At the Gap. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, at Baby Gap or like Adult Gap? It was both. Uh, because uh, in Esplanade Mall, it was, oh, it was say, side yeah, by side. So I worked I worked at the mall. mall is horrible now. <laughs> yeah, it's because it doesn't have anything anymore. They're going to be closing or something. They're going to make something out of it. Something different. They I should make to be like a another park. celebration station. They Maybe probably should. Like that. But uh, that's what Dave and Buster's is. <laughs> no, but like Celebration Station, you had like the bumper boats and like. But all nobody, these fun kids days. don't want to do that anymore. They want to fucking play Fortnite. That's it. Um, speaking of Fortnite, my kid has been on this game all day. I would, day. I would play the game with him, but let me tell you, he'd probably beat my ass, so I refuse. It's disgusting. Like he, it's disgusting. He's punished from it actually. So. Oh man, let me let me get to where I finally crossed over. That's what I'm calling it. It's like crossing over the threshold. That's what to it is. The dark when, you go, side. when you go to the bar industry, you literally cross over this threshold. It's like you pull up your pants, you put on your shit kicker boots, and you just climb on in. Um, <laughs> but I, I was for the crazy ride. I was at the Gap, and I might have been at the Gap six months. And I was at home, and I was commuting all the way from over there to to Kenner. Kennebra. Kennebra, and it was not a good commute for. Eight dollars, eight fifty. I was making over there. Like mm-hmm. that's what I got hired at, eight fifty an hour, twelve hours a week. <laughs> I was like, I've got money, and then I put gas in my car. No, I don't. Right. Um, yeah, but at least back then gas was cheap. So. Yeah, sure it was, <laughs> cheaper than it is now. Um, so we uh, event. They, my boss called me one time, and she never called me, and I was like, oh fuck. And I, I was in the middle of working out, you know, back when I did that. And she was like, hey, are you busy? I was like, no. And then she offered me a management position. And I was just like, what? It was the first time I'd ever been offered a management position. Moving up. Moving on up. In in jean retail. <laughs> um, and it's like, the, the one thing I liked about The Gap, The Gap knew how to make you feel important. Because everybody had a title. And it was always a specialized title that nobody else had. 
like I was I was a denim expert. <laughs> <laughs> so you knew how I to was make a brand look good and a customer cheese. experience expert. I was just like, yeah, I am. So was that on your name tag? <laughs> oh no, I always forgot my name tag. It's probably why I got let go. Um, I did not get let go. Kind of. Uh, what ended up happening is like. I'm a, I'm a great people person with retail because I don't bullshit. Right. So I go in there, it's like, look, you know, what, what are you Your looking for? Your ass looks fat in those jeans. No, don't I'm not rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if, if they come in and, you know, they, they want you to upsell and upsell and upsell. And I'm like, that's fine, but these are $70 jeans. I can't sell them another $40 shirt, you know. I can if they want it. If, you know, if you're walking in and coach back, coach backs. Um, but... So I ended up stepping down from the management there. And I mean, so then I took a pay cut. And I was like, fuck. But I, I was still making like nine something an hour. But it was such a long commute. Yeah. So my, my first introduction to any type of bar scene, I was young. My mom used to bartend at a local bar. My and, mom too. And uh, oh my God, it's in our blood. Uh, my mom was not at a strip club, thank God. Um <laughs> It's like I always say, I felt like the little girl from the movie Striptease. Like she would no. go bartend, she would go bartend, and then I would like hang out like in the strippers' locker room and like play with their caboodles of makeup. You know, walking out smelling like cheap cologne and cigarettes. I saw my first table <laughs> dance, you know, because back then like the, dan- the strippers actually were on the table, mm-hmm. and I was in like the DJ booth, which was on the second floor. And like the next day, I'm like, Mom, why was that girl on the table? She's like, Oh, she was just taking their drink order, honey. And I'm like, okay. With her ass. And then, like, as I got older, you know. How does she write like that? And I got into the bar industry, I'm like, yeah, she was taking their order, all right. Like, Well, I, I remember I, I went out into the quarter, and I love walking throughout the quarter. Um, going. I, I love the French market. I love the there food. There really are good sites to see. Actually. There it's is. Really nice. If you get off a of bourbon. Yeah. Um, so I went out to the quarter one day, and I was like, man, let me just go get some applications. You know? Why not? So... When I went, and I, I must have applied at every bar that was open at the time, because what I know now that I didn't know then is that you really, bars don't open till after four. Yeah, certain time. You know, some, some of them do, the ones that have, like, daytime are, bands you know, and stuff. You know, when you go out into the normal world and you apply for a job, it's like you want to be there early Nine in the morning, morning or something. Really but for the bar industry, it's like you want to come at six, seven o'clock at night. Yes. Because that's, the managers, the bar well, can I open was, at four, but the manager may not be there yes. until, you know, six or seven o'clock. So. I, I went, and it, I mean, it was probably two o'clock, and I thought two o'clock in the afternoon was pretty late. <laughs> no, now it's Stupid. like, oh my God, it's early. <laughs> Sometimes people don't wake up till then. I know um, early. But I went, I went out there, and I'm like, I'm applying here, I'm applying there, boom, boom, boom. And I remember, y- y'all are going to love this. I applied at one of the bars, and the manager was there. Like, he come out and talked to me. He goes, well, what are you looking for? Well, sir, I'm looking for security. I didn't know anything about bartending. I didn't know anything about bar backing, anything like that. He goes, would you jump in front of a bullet for me? And I'm like, no, sir. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know you on that level yet. Well, he goes, well, you know, sometimes my guys got to get in front of me and they got to do this. And I was like, oh, well, I understand. And he goes, you ever think about bar backing? Little did I know that's where the money was. Right. But I was like, no. And, I mean, he took my application and then I didn't get a call from him. But where am I? Because you wouldn't jump in front of a bullet Because I wouldn't jump in front of a bullet for him. Like, I mean. 
well, I guess it doesn't matter, but that, that was whoever at the time was running Crazy Corner. I was like, and in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if I want to work at some place where they're about to shoot you. <laughs> what did you do? All right. I used to work there a million years ago. Oh, 19 years ago? No, that's actually where um, I first started bartending at. Oh, that and doesn't you know surprise what? me. I got the job because I brought my own pen. Mm. Like, she told me, she was That was another thing. When I was applying. Pen, and I was like, really? So I, now I get it. Like, when, when I was applying on, on Bourbon. I, I remember I didn't bring my own pen, which is a cardinal sin. Yeah. Uh, you do not want to use a bartender's pen. Oh, no. And the girl told me, she's like, I'll let if you don't bring back my pen, I'm going to throw you application. Like, she told me that. The bartender told me that. And I'm just like, I respect that. I brought it back her pen. Like, <laughs> I should have brought her an extra um, right. from another bartender. But, um, I mean, I went and it's where I ended up getting a job when I turned in my application, I, I could tell you who I turned it into. I could tell you everything. And I didn't get a call back. And then I ended up going in there a few weeks because, of course, my ex gets hired. Turned in the application at the same time. She got hired. I didn't. <laughs> so, and that's another reason as far as bourbon is why you want to. I know especially from, like, a female bartender point, mm-hmm. like, you want to speak to somebody because you want them to see what you look like. Yes, because like I mean, me, it's like working downtown. It, it's it's very, it, it sounds bad, but it's very like it's, it's appearance really oriented. What, yeah. Right, and that's how I got hired. Man. I didn't get uh, yeah. I mean, you you come wrong. in, you you come in with a bandana. I remember the day you went in there. Yeah, you were on the door. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't like you. Because like, this big motherfucker about to take my job. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, you know, when you have little guys come and apply for security, it's like, hey, you don't want to be judgmental and be like, but you're small, but you may be able to kick my ass, but I don't know. It depends but, on what kind of little. If you look little, but you look like you got some definition on you, I'd do you. But, um, well, that, yeah, I said that. <laughs> um, but yeah. I know, like, for me, I always felt like if I didn't go in and I didn't have my makeup done and I wasn't cute, yeah, but that, that should be for put me any behind job. the bar. You know, well, I but I, I understand. Who, I understand. Like I've seen managers like Uji? look at application, you know, look <laughs> at a person, and or I'll give them an application, and their first response is, "Well, what does she look like?" And it's like, "Well, what does it matter what she looks like?" If now I'll look, skill, I'll look over the application. To me, a big thing uh, as a manager. I mean, you do want someone fill that's cute, out but the fucking application. Fill it out. Don't put your name, your phone number. And then sign the back of it saying that you filled it out when you didn't fill it out. <laughs> I want your past experience. I'm they, old school because like, I look the wrong at it. section. What? Past experience. Oh. Like, well, does it always matter? No, it doesn't, especially in our line, but. I mean, for me, it's hard because the past, when I do mine now, it's like, okay, it's pretty consistent. I've worked at the same place. You know, it's like, oh, give yeah. your past five years. Well, I worked at the last place for five years, you know, so that's all I got for you. Um, I will still list what's beyond that, you know, just so that they know, like, okay, she didn't just start working five years ago, you know, she yeah. has more experience. But like it, back then, especially when I first started, it really was all about looks. Like, back then, you had nothing but really gorgeous bartenders. You had really gorgeous shot girls. Mm-hmm. Now I look at shot girls and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you, how did you get a... I've seen a shot girl show up to work with, like a huge hole in her pants like you could see her drawers and I was like how did you get hired how are you still hired like how do you have a job like who wants to buy shots from you I don't get it 
But now, I mean, it's different. I see bartenders that I'm like, man, back in my day, you would not have <laughs> Back in my day. That's where we're at in the bar industry. Back, back in, in my, my day. day back in my day, beer was $2. It is because you, know? you got so many employees, a uh, uh, big uh, turnaround in the, in, the, in the industry. Yeah. That, um, Especially now. like people I know, just don't last. I do know people now that have been down there, you know, for quite sometime you know like when i started i still have friends that are still down there bartending from when i started 12 years ago i only know a handful of people from when i started seven and a half years ago yeah, like there's there's not. only a handful because in, in the industry there's just so much uh turnaround yeah and that, that's kind of what i wanted to see i wanted to see like what got us in the industry like but me i also feel like now people money. that are coming into the bar industry because they're young and how do I say this without like making? But but but, but us you know feel what? Like going no going. Well, no, um, no. But that that's the problem now, is because when I went into the the industry, I, I I had no idea that this was a separate lifestyle. Yeah. Like I had no idea about that. Um, you know, you kind of had a little. My mom wasn't bartending when I was in my teenage years or anything. Like she did it when I was young. Yeah. You know, and it's like when when I when I crossed that threshold. Um, it, it was just, I had every intention of like working, uh, working my ass off with it. But now I think because you have so many people who come in and they're like, oh, this is easy. I can do it. So they apply and they do look good enough. So you're like, okay, you're hired. And then day one, you're like, fuck, this is work. Yeah. It really is. I hate the fact that people think like oh shoot all you do is make drinks for a living oh no i'm yeah, sorry bitch. i'm not i'm I also do. your therapist that you don't pay <laughs> me for i listen to every problem that you have i just want to let this be known this is exactly how management feels um, with y'all you know what you're my work husband you have to listen to my fucking problems so yes mama you just deal with it all right but it's, it's interesting to hear people's stories because Sometimes you, you, it's not interesting to hear the same person's story every fucking day. Well, that's because they're drunk, so you hear the same thing over and over again. It, it's but no, I, I'm saying it's uh, it's interesting to hear, to realize people, that strangers, are just going to tell you their life. And In the first five seconds of meeting them, absolutely, yeah, like before uh, they drink. Yeah, Those are my favorite. Because you go from oh man, let me tell you about my husband, and then oh man, what husband? Come here. I was like, get away from me, whore. Um, <laughs> You know, being at the door, some people would just come up to you and, you know, they got awake and you can't smoke or whatever. Oh, well, I'm going to talk to you then. You know, I'm like, good, I'm, I'm all listening. And, like, from working, from working the door, I remember, it's like, people be like, well, I'm going to talk to you. And I've, I've asked people, it's like, please don't. <laughs> it's like, I'd like I, to spend my next 10 hours sitting here yeah, on this door see, not talking to anyone. You can physically walk away. I'm stuck. Well, I can't When you're on the door, door, you can't. You can't. Door, you can. Well, you can't now because yeah. apparently. Well, now you could be like, hey, I don't want to listen to this person's bullshit. Somebody else come watch the, the door. The best thing like, that you can have. I can't leave from behind my what, bar. What you should invest in is a, the earpiece. You don't even need a radio. Just tuck it into your shorts. Because as soon as they start talking. Hat. That's and why I used to wear a hat so that like. People What's that are at the bar staring at me, and I'm making their drink. You can't see me past my visor. I don't have to look. You John Cena? It? You can't see I me. Don't, I don't want to make your drink, and you're like. You, you need some wristbands hey, and a hat. You're beautiful. Get the fuck away from me. Like, let me make. It's like, your so drink is my mom. Me alone. Like, it's. But but speaking of speaking of stories, it's uh, like the whole reason like I, I wanted to start this 
is because, I mean, I know you've got asked and you had to in the 48 years that you've worked on this strip. I'm not um, 48 years old. I know, you've got skills. Um, but the 48 my bars. Tell you, you should see what I can do with the popsicle. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> hold on, I'm, I'm brain fucked right now. So, uh, the, the biggest thing is, like, people come up and even now, not, not so much now because I'm not on the door all the time, but people walk up when they're smoking a cigarette it's like, man, what's the craziest well, shit you've yeah, seen? Yeah, you come up to the bar just to see if I need something or ask, you know. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, I get you stories. Know, ask me something. Somebody's going to come up to you and be like, eh, eh, what, what's, what's the craziest shit you've seen? Tell me something. So I started, I started thinking, I'm like, normally when somebody asks me that, I'm like, I don't know. It's, but, but you know what it is? We, so much. Nothing we see so is, much. Nothing, nothing surprises us right. anymore. Like, well, I have seen right. it all. I've, I've come to realize lately that more and more things are starting to surprise me, but it's the stupidity level of people. Well, that was unexpected, since uh, apparently it cuts out after an hour. Well, I got man. it back going. I got it back going. So I have no idea where it left off. We live again. We live again. And by okay. live, we won't be live when you hear this. <laughs> um, but just just one... what. what did he really have to leave his truck on? He had to leave his truck on. <laughs> um, so your 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 crazy shit that you saw recently, mom and the kids. What what's what's one thing that would just blow people's mind that you've seen? Just one. So name one. That I've seen. PG thirteen rated. Uh, okay, so the, like probably the no, that's too hard. We've got a whole series to do about this. Just spit out one thing that people would just be like, man, that happens. Or better yet, spit out something that's normal for you that isn't normal. And people would be like, oh, man, that's like the craziest shit I've ever seen. And you're just like, that's another weekday. I feel like just, I don't know. Because of my current well, well, you think about place, it. We'll come back. I don't we'll, see as much craziness as I've seen. No, but I mean, you've got 13 years so, of experience. Yeah. You've seen something. But I mean that—that's the I mean, problem. I don't that's one thing would be the craziest thing I've ever seen would be so what? Not this past weekend, but the weekend before we had what? Swingers? It was Swingers weekend. Oh, yeah. I got I got I would think that. that I, I mean I can't say it right now because it's not PG thirteen, but I would have to say that during that time of year. We'll that's say it without getting too graphic. Let's go. There's no way. Have you have you been offered to go with them? Um, no, but I watched a really large gentleman uh-huh. have quite a few um, women show him a good time. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, with their mouths. And, I mean, he was really large. Like, And there was, like, maybe five or six women, like, lined up to, like, show him a good time. Now, when you say large, are we talking, like, dick? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, like, I mean, so like, you got to stay G-rated. I'll go all the way. <laughs> I would say, why do I have to be G-rated? Because I feel like you can't censor yourself no, at times. I can't. Um, so I'm gonna censor much, you for you. It's pretty much sex in the bar. Why do people want to have sex in the bar? Well, first off, we'll I think save that's that really for another really episode. Disgusting. Yeah, I'm just that's... gonna say that. But I would have to say that is probably one of the crazier things that people don't expect to see. And now. Swingers are usually very private when they're doing these. It's not in the club. All the it's club not very open because they're very hours. they're very reserved group. For the, but for some reason, when they have their yearly convention, they come in town. Man, you got titties hanging. Oh yeah, yeah. but see now when I first got, started, because 
So when I saw this, this was 19, not 19 years ago. No, when I was 19 was the first time that I had ever heard of swingers or anything like that. And I was just like, oh, okay, you know, cool, whatever. But my expectation was that, so at that point I was 19. So my expectation was that these were going to be people in their like late 30s, early 40s doing these activities. And they were not. They were people that were in their like 50s and 60s. And I'm sorry, but... When I'm 19, like you don't think there's about nothing attractive about that. how much how much <laughs> or sag balls at the age of 19. Now I mean, like when I'm 50, Speak sure, for I yourself. might find attractive. <laughs> at 50, I might be like, all right, yeah, bring That's on a nice saggy balls, pair. daddy. Like, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> bring on the wrinkles, daddy. <laughs> at, what is what is that from? Uh, Big daddy, huh? Big daddy. Uh, old balls, you, old balls and old skin balls. and. <laughs> But Putting your sunglasses, you we know, can't at see. that age, it wasn't something I was <laughs> expecting to see. But, I mean, they are pretty private. Like, I have couples, like friends, couples, that I've known for years that I have just recently found out about these things. And I'm like, man, so was that invitation to sleep over about, like, trying to get me in the bed or just, like, letting just me trying sleep to get over? me in the bed. Like, <laughs> You was know, it trying to get me into bed, or was it trying to get me into bed? Right. Um, but I would have to say, like, that, <clears throat> I mean, thankfully, in my 12 years of down there, I have never witnessed anybody getting shot, um, like Ray has mentioned. Yeah, that's that's always upsetting. But it's always something I have definitely been afraid of. Like, me and somebody were talking about it the other day. I was like, you know, it's crazy to think that when I was 19 and I left work, I walked by myself oh, yeah. to my parking garage. Like, there was nobody ever. I mean, like, yeah, if you said, hey, security, can you walk me to my car? Absolutely. But at, there were But times some places where, don't offer that. No. And what's crazy is, actually, when I did start, they forced security. Like, you have to walk these girls to their mm-hmm. car. And there would be nights where I'd be like, oh, no, I'm going out. Don't worry about it. And they'd be like, all right. And they're like, okay. And then I'd go out for a little bit, have a few drinks, and then walk back to my car, you mm-hmm. know, by myself. And was I scared? Absolutely. Um, you know, some young girl who's probably intoxicated walking to her car. But like, I feel like when you first start. But now, oh no, I don't walk anywhere by myself. Well, when you first start, you know, it's just like you, you, one, you got to pay attention because when you first start, uh, big big thing to know about people that have to work in the quarter, there's no fucking parking. Like us finding parking is just the same as if somebody who's coming to the bar. Yeah. has to find parking. You've got to spend two hours looking for parking to go out and have a good time. The difference is we got to spend two hours to work and maybe get some money. Yeah. Um, you have to hope that you can find free parking so when, or when you end up paying for parking. When you first uh, start out there, it's like you, your head's kind of on a swivel because you're trying to see where you're at. But it's like the more you're out there and the more comfortable you get, you're walking, you're playing on your phone, you start not paying as much attention to where you're at. Yeah. And that's when you get picked off. Become yeah. a target. That's when you become a target, you know. So it's like. You and start. now I don't do any of those things. Like I don't. Well, now you have a personal bodyguard that walks. I do too. have a personal bodyguard uh, <laughs> now. Um, I feed him me. on occasion. You do feed him on occasion. You know. He's very ungrateful. Yes, um, he is. But he said it was too salty one time, and I told I him. I don't even want to know what you fed him then. Um, but no. And uh, eat it and be happy. What I always tell people when they're like, "Man, what's the craziest thing you've seen?" I my mind, I've seen some shit. Uh, I've had piss thrown on me that's another story ew that that's a red dress run story ew. we'll we'll talk about that i mean i've had somebody throw up time. on my bar but i had somebody throw up in a cup at my bar and then and tried to hand me the cup yeah. and ask oh, me to God. throw it away and i was like are you fucking kidding me like seriously like 
Really? Well, whenever I get and asked. And she was like, what? It's just a cup. I was oh, like, yeah, that woman? your friend just threw up in. Mm-hmm. No. So she was like, well, then I'll throw it away. I was like, um, absolutely. Please. You will please. throw it away. You're Could you please get your friend out of the bar now? I was like, thank you. Goodbye. Um, every time somebody asks me this, I'm, I always try to think, it's like, what can I, what can I tell them? It's like, my, my mind goes back to, uh, I've watched somebody been shot, you know? And I'm like, Let, let's try to keep this on an upward note. So my story I go to, I've seen someone covered in sh- shit. They're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it, I remember it, it was a customer came to get me one time. I was working the door on security and he's like, uh, got a guy who fell over and I, I go I go to the corner and I look around and there's this homeless guy and he's laying a couple stoops down and he's ass naked like from the waist down Ew. covered and I mean <laughs> I mean from from mid stomach to his feet and shit might have been Taco Tuesday okay <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? Like follow one of the, I, I, the I think he cop horses but, around? But then, and, like, no, no, like it was his. It was Ew. his. And like he had, he had his. That much shit? He, I don't know. Did he he might have been constipated. But he, 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 he had his jeans. He just wanted to bathe in his own. Feet. He had his He's jeans fine. and he was like rubbing his dick with it. Like it was, it was a really. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really like disturbing thing and it's like that's just one thing that was burned. I was, I sat there and he's just like, he's looking at me in the face like while he's rubbing his junk. Okay. Rubbing shit in. You rubbing like, your own junk right now is not very helpful. But bird watcher in the group, so can we whoa. please stop doing that? It's a vi- I'm a visual person. Like I have to do the things I'm talking <laughs> about. Why well, he's just you know rubbing shit into his junk. It was um, watch a bum the other day. No, no, keep it to yourself, friend. But, um, had shit on his hands, wipe it on his pants, and then smell his hands. And I was really maybe he wanted to see what he had for dinner. I don't know. That's when you just look at it. Why do you need to, like? Because I'm pretty sure shit looks. And we're not getting on this topic. That's a that's a different topic. But but that's just one thing I go to, and I I always go to that store because when I do, most of the time that customer does not want to have any further conversation with me. They're like, not true. Yeah, if I mention I'm going to go. Like naked people or sex or something. They're, gonna they're all like, yeah, tell me more, tell so me more. I've, you start talking about a, a homeless man rubbing shit on his junk. I they they kind of stop. But I don't know what, what people really want to hear because when you tell them a story, they like, want to hear everything. Oh, okay. Because. Well, and a lot of people but, that come down there, they assume that Bourbon Street is Mardi Gras 24-7. Right. And you know what's like, the sad part? Not. Mardi Gras is sometimes not Mardi Gras. It's, that, I can't, we'll it's save not, Mardi Gras for another time. Yeah. But it's not what people expect or it's not what people assume they see on TV or the fact that like, when people come to. When I say, oh, where are you from? I get that question asked all the time. Where am I from? I'm where from New from? Orleans. From, you know, no, where are you really from? That's like we get flown in. in. That's my favorite, though. Like, and you know, I, my question is, well, why do you assume that I'm not from here? Now, when somebody tells me they're from Florida, that's my next question. No, where are you really from? Because most people in Florida are transplants. They're not born and raised there. You do come across... A lot of people from... Uh, when, when I first started working in the service industry like a lot of people I knew were from other cities and it now, um, I do know people that have moved down here and you know to like work that. In yeah the, to yeah, work in the city but 
I'm, I'm always like, well, what makes you think I'm not from here? Oh, and you're, you don't have the New the Orleans accent. accent. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what is the New Orleans accent? Please enlighten me. Well, I, like, I still don't know what the New Orleans accent is. I assume but it's I very, know, like, I know what Cajun, the show meant. Like Cajun, they Cajun, think, like, coon ass. Like, right, yeah. I assume that they think I'm going to talk like this, and I'm going to go get the gator for dinner, and we're going to go you by, by you. You know why? Fucking swamp people. Exactly. Yeah, like, that's exactly we, what Don't get me on this rant. I'm going to save that rant for the next one. How we don't sound ignorant. cut off Louisiana or something like that. Like, you live in the bayou. But that's not New Orleans. I get asked so like, much. It's like, hey, where are you from? Oh, I'm from here. And y- y- y'all know I'm from Showmat. And Showmat has that very, like, he's a Boston, that Boston accent and sometimes. See, and I live on the West Bank, which to me has a more, like, Jersey, yes. so, you know, type accent. I'm from the main streets of Metairie, just to put that Metairie? in. Metairie? Shut up. <laughs> you know how you spell that? Metairie. That's how they taught us Metairie? Oh, I don't know. I, I was just able to spell it. Materi. 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 Materi Boulevard. Um, <laughs> but, but no, I had a guy come up one time, and this blew my mind. It's like, I talk about this all the time. It blows my mind. Oh, hey, where are you from? I'm from here. No, 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 you're not. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Please tell me where the hell Why don't I'm you from? tell me where the fuck I'm from? I'm from here. Like, I literally live six miles away from where I'm working. Yeah. No, where are you really from? I was like, about to show you where my foot's going to go. <laughs> Like, I was, I was so annoyed. And, I and mean, I obviously, I didn't like, say that I mean, to him, but... I get it. Like, a, I guess because maybe they assume that I... Because I am in the bar industry, like, maybe I have moved here just for yeah. the money. Down on your luck. You know? But it's like, I no, get flown that's in. not why... I get I'm, flown in. They like me. No, that's what we used to tell I'm people. Born here. Door. Well, where are you from? It's like, well, I live in Alaska. What do you mean you live in Alaska? It's like, yeah, just fly in for the weekends. I've got a private plane. It's lands I on the river. On <laughs> I just park it right there by that pier on the river and walk down the street. Like, yeah, I fly here every weekend to deal with you drunk ass. I got a houseboat. It's right there. You don't look like you're from here. You look Samoan. So what the fuck is that? I'm about to say, that's going to be for you because I get, are you Irish? It's like, why? Because I'm white with red hair? (laughs) Uh, Sure. I'm as Irish as Taco Bell is Mexican food. (laughs) Um, You know? Taco Bell sounds really good right now, actually. Something about the shits just don't appeal to me. But um, sounds good. I'm always hungry, by the way. But uh, oh shit, man! It's just so much shit that we get asked. Well, and then that's what all these people are gonna hear. So, all of our yeah, crazy, I mean, basically stories about our lives and what that, goes on and, in if our this, work if this, life and outside of our work life. You know, if this comes across anybody who works in the service industry. Whether it's in New Orleans or elsewhere, I, re- I really hope elsewhere. That way, I'd, I'd love to get, uh, like, what what do other people in other cities have? To, other like, cities, do they deal with the same shit that do we you deal, deal with, with the same shenanigans? You know, do you live in a place to where it's like a strip of bars? And I mean, I'm not talking like Vegas. I think there's one somewhere up in Tennessee. You know, I had a customer from Vegas the other day. He's like, damn, I never thought I'd come to a bar where the beers were actually more expensive than mine. And I'm like, where are you from? He's like, Vegas. I'm like, there's no way. No. That, like, now maybe if you have, like, your local bar, yes. If oh, I well, go yeah. to my local bar, which is not Bourbon Street, then yes, hey, I'm not you? paying $7 no, for No, but you might beer. pay 3 or 4 you know. Like, yeah. yeah, you might pay a few dollars for a beer. My mom used to bitch when she'd have to pay more than 2 And then I'd walk in, I'd order a mixed drink. It was, like, 5 bucks. She's like, why do you pay that much? Like, because you don't know how much it is at my bar. <laughs> yeah, like... I don't mind, like, it just, it's, that is something that amazes me when people are like, oh my God, it's so expensive. Well, you're not at the local bar. You're, you are paying for the time that you are having. Like, if you want a cheap beer, go to the local bar. Don't come to Bourbon Street. It's not, 
if that's what you're looking for is cheap drinks, then it's not bourbon unless it's during happy hour. Yeah. You know, and... So, I mean, I, I guess what I would like, what like what I hope is, like, you know, the, but the whole... But I would love to see do people deal with... You know, oh yeah, absolutely. With, I mean, not just it... Vegas because I feel like Vegas is very similar to what we have to deal with. So I can only imagine some of the shit like they New do. York or Miami. But I would love like, New York. I'd love Miami. Uh, I'd love Chicago. Big cities. Yeah. That but I would also like like what what do bars have to deal with that aren't in such populated cities? Like like give me somewhere in fucking Oregon. Give uh, New Nebraska. Give me something in Nebraska. Do you have cows at your bar? A small town. Yeah, like a little hole again, in the wall somewhere. It, like, I mean, I'm sure hole get, in the walls deal with. You're going to get stories of get regulars. Your, yeah, neighborhood bars. That's what you're going to get. And I'm fine like with that. I'm fine with that. Give me your shit. Have like Bring me your shit, the your treasure. The biggest probably have is like the drone, you know, like the drone townie that comes in. Yeah. Like, you know, of course, they're not going to have all the we'll crazy save it for another, stories. We'll save it for another episode, but I know of a guy who's called Horsefucker. Ew. And there's a story behind it. That's disgusting. When I was younger, somebody showed me a porn. Okay, nope, 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 nope. I, I'm sure you've seen that. It was disgusting. By it the normally way. is. Bestiality. But yeah, people that, I, I mean, you hear people doing nasty shit like that. That's just gross. Like, but um, so I mean, I, I guess what we'll do is like, let's do our plugs. Like where, where, where? <laughs> I say plug, and then a, a wasp flies at Mikhail. Uh, <laughs> That was is like get the fuck away from me, <laughs> but um, but if you definitely if you have any uh questions you want to get in touch, uh, we have an email set up. Um, it's literally it's as simple as you can go the nightlife at yahoo.com. I was very excited that it gave us that domain, yeah. and then I went to go register us for Twitter and Instagram, and it came up with the nightlife five. I was like, well, fuck you, other four. Right. Um, so uh, Instagram, it's at the Nightlife Five. Twitter is at the Nightlife Twi. Uh, Twive. The Twilight. Um, the Nightlight Five. Um, and uh, any questions, you you can email them. Right? Let's do email. I feel like that's a universal because I think yeah, this goes out. This goes it. out to different platforms. Yeah. So. Um, uh, hey, do you have any questions or? The Nightlife at Yahoo.com. Yeah, if you have any questions or something that you want to hear, you know. Or something you want to hear about us. Us talk about or just whatever. I don't put out on the first date. You lie. That's so true. Ask Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a liar. But, um. You got yourself your bartender. You got yourself your management. You got yourself your bouncer. Yeah, I mean, basically, that's. What else do you need? Right? Exactly. You can literally get. An opinion from every every position, every for the most part, every aspect of that industry. Yeah. Uh, management, security side, the, the the actual service side from the bar staff. You know. Um, so if you have any questions, don't hesitate. I mean, that's it, guys. I think we made it through our first episode right now. Whoop, whoop. Pretty yes. excited. I didn't have to put out once. Yeah, you did. You had to buy me coffee. Oh, I did have to buy her coffee. Sweet. I get fucked. Let's go eat. What? Listen to, to, to Ray. Let's go eat. Raimundo. All right. I guess we'll wrap this up. Um, so what? Tune in? Uh, I think we're going to... As of right now, we're going to try to do a new episode every other week. Try to... I don't really have a time limit on them. Um, 
go from there, post some photos, beautiful photos of the city at daybreak. That was a damn good photo, right? Yeah. It was. Everybody's like, oh, man, you're bringing your camera to work? My phone. Uh, that that thousand dollar iPhone ten. Um, hey, that's just as much as the fucking camera. That is not how much my camera costs. Not your camera. Oh. <laughs> you're saying a camera. But um, let's wrap this up because we're gonna ramble. Uh, see you next time, right? Yeah. See you see, next time. See at the bar. See at the bar. See at the bar. Say it right. Say say it sexy. See you at the bar. Oh, that was creepy. All right, we're out. <laughs> Bye.